This is West Virginia Morning. I'm Chuck Anzalevich. Most musicians dream of making it big in the music industry, but how many balance time touring around the world with coming home and playing at local venues where they grew up? There's always going to be something special about coming back home. You know, this past year, doing the, you know, the country store, I mean, it was, it was really incredible, too, to do it that way, um, such a small setting. That story and more coming up on this West Virginia Morning. Support for West Virginia Morning is proudly provided by Luke Frazier. An appeals court has overruled a tax mandate in the 2021 American Rescue Plan that controlled how states could use the money. West Virginia Attorney General Patrick Morrissey announced on Friday that a West Virginia-led coalition had secured a key win in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit in Atlanta. When ARPA funds were distributed to support states during the early months of the COVID-19 pandemic, there was a stipulation that states could not use the money to lower taxes. The Allegheny Front, located in Pittsburgh, is a public radio program that reports on environmental issues in the region. Here's their latest story about ice jams on rivers during the winter. When ice builds up on rivers in the winter, it can look beautiful, but it can also be dangerous. This is the Allegheny Front Environment Update. I'm Carol Holsapple. Shannon Heffron is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Pittsburgh, a member of the hydrology team. I'm an ice jam uh, enthusiast, I guess you could say. So she's trying to get others as excited about ice jams as she is. Recently, she gave an online training about how volunteers can help her and other meteorologists keep an eye on conditions that could lead to them. Jams happen when chunks of ice clump together to block the flow of a river. The ice can act like a dam for water flowing behind it. And that could be hazardous. The flow of the water is going to pretty much lift all those ice chunks and just go out of its banks. So it can create significant flooding where communities need to be evacuated. Heffron says it can happen fast. The Pittsburgh office collaborates with a regional office in Ohio and the Army Corps of Engineers to put out daily river forecasts for the Ohio, Allegheny, Monongahela, and other river basins. Precipitation like rain or snowmelt goes into the forecast. But ice can interfere with gauges along the rivers. So the forecast sometimes doesn't reflect what's actually happening. The ice is unpredictable. That's why we want people to to tell us what's happening. River ice spotters can help December through March, especially in places where ice often forms, like along the upper Allegheny River from near the National Forest down to Armstrong County. Heffron says ice spotting from the public is sporadic now, and they'd like to build a list of volunteers. We want to rely on them heavily. You know, all the reports we get there, we take them and we we use them to make decisions. She says the National Weather Service's main focus is to protect life and property. River ice spotters help them to keep river communities and the barge industry informed. The Weather Service can issue a river ice statement when they know ice is building, or a flood watch or warning during a big thaw if people need to be evacuated or roads are closed. Heffron says anyone can be an ice spotter, and they just need really basic information from volunteers. You know, there's river ice here. This is what it looks like. It's this thick. And photos from up and downstream are helpful, too. One big thing you'll learn at river ice spotter training is the types of river ice. Sheet ice, which forms mostly on slower-moving rivers and reservoirs. And on faster-moving rivers, frazzle ice, which is like a slushy drink. It's ice nuclei that's suspended in the water. 
Uh, so little ice particles in the water, and they might get caught up in an area and just bunch together, and that's kind of how you can create an ice jam. Safety is also key. Most importantly, do not stand on the ice. Just don't. Period. Observe river ice from the shore or a bridge, and do it with a buddy if possible. In the training, Heffron teaches that jams typically form when there are consistent days of very cold temperatures, and when the ice reaches four inches of thickness. She says they could use weekly reports when a cold front moves in, daily reports when ice is breaking up, or reports multiple times a day if it's flooding. Reports can be submitted through social media, email, or a form on the National Weather Service website. Heffron says every season is different. There was a freeze-up jam on the Allegheny during the December holiday freeze, but then it thawed out. Right now, looking at the outlook for the next few weeks, we don't see very prolonged periods of cold weather, so we're not seeing a potential for ice right now. Season's not over though, so we want to still want to keep an eye on the rivers here. Shannon Heffron is a meteorologist with the National Weather Service in Pittsburgh. Their river ice spotter training is currently under videos on their Facebook page, and there's a link at AlleghenyFront.org. That's the Allegheny Front Environment Update. I'm Carol Holsoppel. The Allegheny Front is based in Pittsburgh and reports on regional environmental news. It's 748. This is West Virginia Morning. A mix of rain and snow showers this morning will be slowly tapering off during the afternoon with high temperatures today in the 30s to the low 40s. Tonight it's going to be cloudy with lows in the 20s, tomorrow becoming mostly sunny with highs in the mid-30s to the mid-40s. Support for this weather forecast is provided by the attorneys at Torreseva Law, representing firefighters, police officers, and West Virginia families. Information at torresevalaw.com. And support for WVPD is provided by Dutch Miller Subaru in Charleston. Dutch Miller Automotive is proud to be dedicated to multiple community service initiatives and local charities. More about our team and the Subaru Love Promise at DutchMillerSubaru.com. Wilder Days is the first track on the country album Reckless by Virginia artist Morgan Wade. The album was released in 2021 and became a hit, charting at number 14 on Billboard's Heat Seekers charts. Inside Appalachia's host Mason Adams recently spoke with Wade about her tour and coming home to Floyd, Virginia. Morgan Wade, thank you so much for coming on Inside Appalachia and speaking with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So you've been all around the country and played, you know, famed venues like the Ryman Theater in Nashville, but you keep coming back to local places like the Floyd Country Store and Floyd Fest. What's that like to to kind of balance between traveling around the world and and coming back to where you grew up? There's always going to be something special about coming back home. You know, this past year doing the, you know, the Country Store, I mean, it was it was really incredible too to do it that way, um, such a small setting, and be able to be pretty one on one with people. And I got to shake everybody's hand and stand there and you know thank them for coming out. But it was like you know uh, like a trip down memory lane. You know a lot of these people I haven't seen in years. So every time I come back home, I, I feel you know a little more grateful for for all those people and especially you know 
after traveling everywhere, I really realized I was blessed uh, to grow up in the setting that I grew up in. So you grew up here in Floyd, and Appalachia is known for its music, and so is Floyd. How did coming up in that culture affect your approach to songwriting and how you write music? Yeah, um, so obviously I, I talk about the Floyd Country Store a lot. Um, I love that place. I, I spent most Friday nights uh, with my grandfather up at the, the Floyd Country Store. and Because on, on Friday nights, you know, they have the bluegrass music and people are out on the streets playing. And, you know, it's just a really good time. So, I, you know... I, that was my first introduction to live music. And, you know, obviously I don't play bluegrass music, but the thing about bluegrass, take the instrumentation out of it, just focusing on the lyrics. I mean, they'd be singing these extremely sad, dark songs, but, you know, it's not sounding dark, it's sounding happy with the banjo music with it. So I always, I would always listen, you know, to that and connect with, with a lot of the words, you know, they were, they were singing about, I mean, people don't, sometimes I don't think they pick up on it, but I'm like, they're, they're singing about smoking and drinking and, and, you know, failed relationships and dark stuff like that. But you don't really, you know, a lot of people don't really see it that way, but I'm like, I'm such a lyric person and always have been. Can you tell me about the new single, uh, that come out, um, is it the night part one and two? And and uh, tell me a little bit about where that where those songs came from. Yeah, so the night part one came out, uh, I think May of 2019. The the original one. It's the first song I cut with the my producer you know, Sadler Baden, and that was a song that I had written basically. Uh, as soon as I got sober, so it was still a little old for me, even in 2019 when it came out. But it, it was the first, you know, song that I wrote about my sobriety and dealing with my mental health. And it was just one of those that I sat down and I recorded it on my phone, just a video in my room. And I didn't think I would do anything with it, but I ended up putting it online, and then that video blew up, you know, that kind of, it really took off. And I didn't expect that because I, it was so personal to me that I didn't expect other people to really connect with it. And so, of course, they did, and, and I ended up, you know, two years later uh, cutting it in the studio with Sadler. Lost my mind. The doctor said that these new pills well they might help me this time. And so that's just been one of the the oldest songs of mine that people always gravitate towards and they go back to. And you know, when I'm playing shows, the night is one of the songs that's you know people are singing along just as loud to that one as they are Wilder Days. You know that was on the radio.
I wrote the night part two about a year and a half ago, and it was just the continuation of where I'm at. So, you know, I'm not in the same place that I was in when I wrote the night, but I still have those struggles. You know, I talk about I still have these dreams where I'm taking shots, you know. So I am five years into my recovery, but I'll still have these dreams that I relapse. And it'll take me a while after I wake up to really realize, oh, that was a dream. And, you know, I travel a lot now, and I love it, but it's hard sometimes when you've been on a tour and you've been gone for two months to come back home and really be able to relate to the people around you and be able to kind of, come back down from that, you know, essentially that high that you've had on the road. But my main point of that song was just like, while things do get better, there's still struggles. No matter what part of your life you're in, no matter where you're at in your journey, you're still going to have struggles while it does get better. You know, it's growth and and mental health. It's not linear. You know, there's a lot of ups and downs. and, And so, while the music with it sounded different, the instrumentation is different. It's just the evolution of where I am going and what I like to do now. Uh, the main purpose of that song was just really putting it out there, where I'm at and what I'm feeling. Morgan Way, good luck on this next album and good luck on this big tour next year. Thank you so much for coming on Inside Appalachia. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. That was Morgan Wade from Floyd County, Virginia. Her 2021 album is called Reckless. You can hear the full interview on the Inside Appalachia podcast or at wvpublic.org. West Virginia Morning is a production of West Virginia Public Broadcasting, which is solely responsible for its content. You can keep up with the latest West Virginia news throughout the day at our website, wvpublic.org. Support for our news bureaus comes from West Virginia University, Concord University, and Shepherd University. West Virginia Morning is produced with help from Bill Lynch, Caroline McGregor, Curtis Tate, Chris Schultz, Emily Rice, Eric Douglas, Liz McCormick, Randy Oey, and Shepard Snyder. Eric Douglas is our news director, and he produced today's show. I'm your host, Chuck Anzalevich. This has been West Virginia Morning.